Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Unbiased Games Cast. I am your host for today, Grant Pinnell. Joining me is Trey Mitchell. Hey, back for a second time. We made it. We did. I'm glad I got invited back. Thank you. Yeah, there was a lot of emails, you know. There was. Never let him back. Mm-hmm. 90% less Trey. We have uh, we had a whole uh, rally of people outside Grant's house protesting, picketing that yeah. I don't come back. But, you know, we decided we, we had no one else. You know, we had some people on the phone. Mm-hmm. I, I think you had like, um, like Hideo Kojima, maybe go co-hosting or, uh, you know, I, I think I think at one point you had uh, Rocco for Mega sixty four, but. Eventually, you just decided, hey, bring it back down and get me on for a second time. That should be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, me and Kojima, we talked for a while. Yeah, he, he sure. He said, you know, I'd love to be on, but if I'm being honest, I think Trey probably has better insights. And I said, sure, you know, sure, I think you're you probably know. right. So I said, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bring him back, mm-hmm. you know, maybe another time. He's a smart guy. He knows, he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I'm back. Back for another week. How how you been doing? I've been great, man. I've just mm-hmm. uh, you know been busy. Uh, got a little bit of time to play some stuff this week. How about you? Yeah. So uh, this week was Red Dead week, and I actually didn't start playing till Sunday because I had a busy weekend going out and about. But uh, Sunday until today, I've played every day of Red Dead Redemption Two. Dude, and, very um, exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh very uh yeah, uh I guess we could get into it unless let's you want to let's, let's have other, right other things. So I had a thirty hour work weekend. Yeah. So uh Friday Man. and Saturday. And so I have not done much. Mm-hmm. Um but before that I played some some Call of Duty. Uh, World War Two, which was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I always love the campaigns uh, in Call of Duty games. I think they're really well done. I'm not a single player guy. And then I did, mm-hmm. of course, you know, another few hours in Persona, slowly chipping away at that at that beast. And how uh, many new games have you played this year? Oh gosh, new for me or new new like releases? Yeah, would Mario Odyssey count? Ah, uh, that was last year. Yeah, see, I'm trying to think, because I played Spider-Man, I've played, mm-hmm. uh, I touched God of War briefly, I'm mm-hmm. playing through Call of Duty World War II. Um, yeah, that was last year too. Was it? Because I, I wonder, yeah, yeah, World War II is last year. Mm. This year was the blackout. Blackout, yeah. No, I, I wonder, because it's interesting, because I, I, I have the same issue with this podcast, when it's like, when you're not getting paid to do these podcasts, it's not your job. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your you know your your time is split with so many things. It's hard to do like game of the year discussions and stuff like that. With uh, I you know I only played like a few games that came out this year, uh, like beaten maybe three or four, and the rest it's like I've touched. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I, I and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I, I just think about like end of the year stuff. And it's like, man, I, I, I can talk about three things, you know? Uh, and I know, like, you know, uh, our other two guys, uh, Austin and Connor, can talk about a couple things. But, like, listening to other, you know, the, the people who do it for a living, who've, who've played so much more stuff, it's, it's not like movies where you can go see a bunch of movies in a week. And mm-hmm. then, okay, I've seen, you know, 20 movies this year, and I can talk about those. This is, it's, it's a lot more to it. So I don't know, like, how, if you guys mm-hmm. you guys talked about what you're doing for a game of the year discussion. I know it seems like your Connor plays a lot of games or plays a lot of new games. Yeah, yeah. So Connor is, uh, and and you know, we've talked about this before, Superman a little bit when it comes to that. Right. And he plays a minimum, I think, of three hours a day, uh-huh. every day. So he's he's always playing something, and he always wants to touch the new game to see, mm-hmm. which is which is super helpful because that means I don't necessarily have to. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, I'm in uh, saving all my expendable income mode. so I need to get in that mode. <laughs> so I've just I've been, been – Yeah. I've just been playing kind of what, what falls in my lap or what – You know, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, I went out and I, I, I kind of 
hunted that one down. But, you know, Call of Duty, I'll, I'll touch this. It's really whatever I feel like playing. And I feel like I'm I'm up to date enough mm-hmm. to be able to talk about a lot of games without necessarily yeah. having played them. Not not no so much rendering opinion, but at least being able to converse about them. Right. I no. I get that 100. percent That's how I feel about a lot of games where I've heard enough about it where I can, I I kind of know like okay, this is the general consensus of this game. Not mm-hmm. necessarily touching it, but oh, I understand this is the consensus, and this game does this well. This game does this poorly, and I can have a somewhat coherent discussion about it. I guess it's like doing sports talk without necessarily watching a game and then yeah. but you read the box score and you read kind of the summary of the game and you see highlights and then you can maybe talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a good skill to have because I mean you, again you can't play everything, you can't touch everything, you can't watch everything, but if you can read what's around it and make an opinion, I think that's pretty good. I don't know. I Some people agree. would disagree. Yeah. So speaking of having not played a game, mm-hmm. uh Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't right. touched it. You have. What are your thoughts uh-huh. so far? So, um, and, and I always, I listen to so much about it that I'm, I'm, I'm afraid my opinions, the things I say about it might be repeating what others have said about it. And that's always a, a problem when you listen to a lot of reviews and podcasts. So, it is slow. A lot of people are saying it's slow. It is slow. I like the slowness, slow pace of the story. Uh, I sometimes feel like games get way too into it and I don't understand all the mechanics. Mm -hmm. This game does a great kind of tutorial. I think, I don't know. I think it might be an hour. I don't know what hour I'm in. I played for a while and I still feel like it's still kind of revealing things to me. Uh, so the pace is slow. It's not for people who want a, uh, I saw a funny tweet. It was like, Beating, beating, uh, or playing Spider-Man after beating Red Dead Redemption is like having a uh, three shots of espresso after a week-long fast. Because <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's very slow, but it's methodically slow. It's mm-hmm. meant to be slow. Um, I have issues with the walking because that is really, really slow. Um, and you do have a stamina meter. So you can't just jam the X button to run. Uh, so the walking is very slow. I also am having trouble with the controls. They're a little clunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you've probably seen a lot of GIFs out there of people punching their horse and doing crazy things accidentally. Yeah, it's... I punch my horse so many times trying to open the menu for it or because everything's, I, I think what it is is there's so many systems in this game that mm-hmm. they just can't fit everything on the controller. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of clunky. You know, you can actually shoot someone when you don't mean to, but I also think that kind of lends to the fun in a way. Like, you know, you might, try to greet someone and then you maybe hold them up and you try to fuse it, but you shoot them. It's, I don't know. And then someone sees you and goes to, uh, goes and, and rats you out. And for some reason, I always play good guy in these, or at least I try to, or I, I'll do some bad things, but I'm afraid someone will see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm always trying to be a good, good guy. I think you're just kind of incentivized to rob people and stuff which I'm trying not to do because it does have a little bit of that, uh, um, man, what's the term for it? I always forget the term where your actions playing the game don't necessarily jive with the actions of the character. Like a, okay. Uh, um, or, or yeah. Uh, oh man, there's a very haughty term for it that I just can't <laughs> get my for. And I know someone's going to be yelling at me right now. Um, We'll just call mm. it the Uncharted Syndrome. It is, it is. And Uncharted actually had a trophy for it in Uncharted 4. Uh, because, yeah, like it's definitely that. But I, I, it's a little more... The character is a little more gray area where it does work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not totally like, I'm a good guy. It's more like, hey, we robbed the bad people and we're trying to be, you know, we're trying to get money. Like, they're trying to, pretty much, they're trying to get money. Uh so I, I think just sort of the negatives, I feel like the controls are a bit clunky. I think I don't, I'm fine with how the horse moves, but I don't like how 
sensitive it is to hitting like trees and other people because if you're riding and you hit someone you go flying like you will like get jacked off your horse and go flying somewhere um and uh so i just you might hit a tree accidentally and stuff like that and you know like breath of the wild uh they kind of did the thing where the horse would not hit the tree because horses don't go hit hit and run into trees but Mm -hmm. this one they do so I think those are kind of the negatives. Uh, I really enjoy the uh, cinematography of the game. It opens up really nicely. It's very... uh, This one, and I've been recording my gameplay, and it's very much very cinematic, and not just in, like, look at the angles, but, like, you can kind of see the influences of it. Mm -hmm. Um, First part's a little bit like uh, Hateful Eight, Though, you know what, that's not fair because they were developing this, probably developing this. They probably had written that way before Hateful Eight. It, it's very Western, though. Like, uh, you're, the character of um, uh, Arthur Morgan sounds just like Jeff Bridges and, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, True Grit. Okay. The, uh, yeah, the remake of True Grit. He's got the same voice like this, you know, which... Uh, and I, it's very Jeff Bridges, like current Jeff Bridges. Sounds like he has a whole bunch of molasses in his mouth. Okay. And so I've been kind of trying to, oh, I need to look at how Jeff Bridges looks in that movie and try to kind of form my character to look like that. Just because that's <laughs> all I hear when I hear the movie. Here it is, Jeff Bridges. Uh, and the character of Arthur Morgan is a lot better than it was portrayed in the trailer. Okay. The trailer, that first trailer was weird. It, it kind of shows him as this asshole, mm-hmm. but he's like, I think the best, he's like almost a father figure. Like he's a Dutch's right hand man. And this is, yeah, a prequel and John Marston's in it and Dutch is in it. Um, and he's his right hand man and he's just kind of helping out in his crew. And there's a lot of crazy stuff. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely a rock star game. Like, there's a whole, I don't want to ruin things, but there are a bunch of like just insane sequences that like, okay, this is really funny. This is really fun. Um, and so that's good. I haven't done... So the mission structure... Well, let's, let's kind of finish the story up here. I'm, uh, so the story is... So far, I think I'm really early into the story. I, when I checked, I'm 50% into it, mm-hmm. the story. Uh and it's kind of simple right now. Uh, pretty much, um, you're with the Vanderlyn gang. Something happened, and they're kind of uh, at square one. They're trying to get money. They're they're trying to avoid the authorities because they're kind of on the lam, and they're trying mm-hmm. to kind of get money, get resources to get the gang back in order. Uh, and so that's kind of what you have to do is you're kind of having to get money for the gang and trying to support the gang and none of the systems feel it, it all kind of and, and especially after i did the, this one thing came up it was it seemed to i with the camp there's like three different um things you need to keep an eye on there's mm-hmm. your health or there's yeah medicine ammo and food and at first i'm kind of you know okay i have to go hunt and i i didn't really know how to fill up two of those meters, but then you get this uh, ledger and it becomes more clear. I, I feel like, I think the first few hours I was kind of not, not necessarily not having fun, but kind of confused about some things. And just as the game goes on, it becomes more clear. Mm-hmm. And like people talked about how you interact with the characters or, or, you know, you might just interact with someone and, and a mission will pop up. I haven't seen a whole lot of that in the first little bit, but ne- but in the camp, it's starting to happen a lot more. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, like, and maybe I was thinking it was, like, everyone you ride past on horseback, which isn't true. You do get, like, people on the side of the road asking for help mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. Um, you do go into town and someone will come up to you. But, you know, I haven't necessarily just called someone and they give me something to do, um, like, on the road. It's usually just, like, they give you a thing. You can greet them, you can interrogate, and you can hold them up and rob them or steal Sweet. their horse. And which, you know, sometimes 
because I think it's it's weird how like, I think the slowness kind of helps with the game as well because you feel a little more helpless when mm-hmm. you're like I got you know my horse stolen uh, and I was shit out of luck I was in the middle of nowhere with my saddle and I had to find someone and steal their horse even though I didn't want to that was the only way I could get anywhere quickly because mm-hmm. I was I was I you can barely walk and and I you know that's how it kind of affects the whole honor system. Um, but yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, the story is interesting. Uh, John Marston's there and they kind of give some nuance to his character. He's a lot, they keep calling him an idiot in this, like he's kind of this young, naive kind of idiot. And I guess there's a few things that I think I'm really curious what they're going to do with his character because they do it in a very smart way where it's not a whole wink wink nudge nudge hey you remember the first game well we're gonna say something that you know that hey that happens in the next game uh there's one which i don't think it was necessarily a nudge nudge but it was a little bit where i don't know it's eh, i don't want to eh, i'm just not gonna even say yeah anything, yeah but, yeah uh, no no yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. still early so yeah um do any spoilers yeah so but there's nothing it's not um, I just watched Better Call Saul, uh, mm-hmm. the whole series, and they did a really good job of being truthful to the source material and also being its own thing. And I think this does that very well, where it's its own thing. Arthur Morgan's a great character. There are other great new characters that I care about, but it's also does really well as a prequel. And and you kind of see where this might go. Mm-hmm. Uh, with um, with Arthur Morgan, with Dutch, who Dutch is starting to get a little paranoid, and you can kind of see the little like uh, tentacles that will go into the Red Dead Redemption, and I'm very curious on what they're gonna do. So, uh, how many how many hours in are you right now? Uh, I, they don't have a timer. Um, I could kind of check because I recorded everything, and maybe might want to do a video, and I do about an hour each time so let me go in here and uh i can maybe check give you a rough estimate um let me see here so there's more more or less than 10 hours in oh i'm about 10 hours in a little over 10 hours yeah yeah i cannot wait for our update on red dead redemption next week yeah i'm sorry i'm just kind of rambling on no no i'm i'm glad to hear it because i you Mm -hmm. know i haven't i haven't picked it up yet um Mm -hmm. It's it's a game that I know based on my schedule now would be difficult yeah. for me to get into. I, sure. I play in about an hour to two hour chunks at night. An hour is pretty good. Like I just played an hour thirty minutes, and I and so it does a great job of of um, blending missions together. Gotcha. And so like I don't you, there are like little like things that are obviously side missions, but I don't know what the main mission quest mm-hmm. is i don't know what a side mission is um i remember the original red dead redemption there would be like anytime you go into a mission there would be that little wipe wipe and then it'll be you know it's I, there's none of that mm-hmm. um the only time there's really a loading thing is when you die uh and so there's really not uh, I, I think there was actually once where there was uh, gotcha. but it was weird it was a weird deal i don't know why i was doing that maybe it was just uh maybe my computer maybe it was just running slow or something but um it does a great job of just com- just uh, m- melding everything together and making it kind of uh, hides the hides the seams of what's a side mission, what's a main mission. They have the stranger missions. Uh, I haven't seen too many crazy stranger missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I, one guy kind of gave me this wacky thing to do, but the other ones were kind of just like, oh, here are your treasure maps, and maybe that's kind of the point. It's like, and I, it, it kind of did the uh, Spider Man thing where it kind of you know uh parsed out your all the different things you can do yeah by talking to people which i really liked in that um but yeah i'm having a good time i it's getting better as i go too like at first i'm just like i like it but hmm and now it's like okay i'm starting to really like it more uh i think at this point i think god of war is still probably my favorite but uh, of, of the year but uh I, i'm really liking this a lot I'm and i just like the whole aesthetic too yeah yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, for uh, I think I think Rockstar is really good about giving wacky updates to mm-hmm. serious games like Undead yeah. Nightmare, and I'm excited for the 
for the hopefully, you know, like Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption 2. Speaking of updates, you want to jump into the news? Sure. The first story on the news today comes to us from a PlayStation blog by head of Hello Games, Sean Murray. Mm. No Man's Sky dives underwater with free update The Abyss. Now, we've talked about No Man's Sky before mm-hmm. on your show. Yeah. Back, and it seems like uh, they're they're going to continue to support it. The article reads, or this is a kind of a paraphrase of the article. Um, this is a new update coming hot on the heels of No Man's Sky next update. And the quote says, The Abyss introduces aquatic environments with five times more variety, varied creature behavior, improved underwater visuals, and much more. And a couple of the couple of the little tick marks is new flora and fauna, aquatic missions, sunken wrecks, and submersibles. And from what I understand, it's a little bit more of a uh, spooky, almost horror themed. All right, with scary underwater creatures and stuff. So that'll be fun. Uh, it's good to see that No Man's Sky is getting some continued support. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm my... uh... Go ahead. Oh no, I'm I'm glad they're doing this because they could have easily just been like, "Oh, it's done. Never do this again." But they're actually supporting it, and yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm glad they're doing this. I think this is the best move to ensure their survival because if they tried to release another game after No Man's Sky, I don't think no, I don't think a lot of people would have would have no, no one would have yeah. So our next story after that comes to us from IGN by Joe Scrubbles, and it reads: Nintendo's president wants more DLC for existing. Quote, big titles. Give me that Luigi mode and Mario. Now this one this one excited me. This one yeah. excited me. And the article reads, For those wishing for more Super Mario Odyssey Kingdoms mm. or Zelda story content, there might be a glimmer of hope. As Nintendo president, Shatoro Furukawa has said he wants to see more DLC for existing major titles on Nintendo consoles. At Nintendo's biggest earnings meeting as reported by Bloomberg's Yuji Nakamura, uh, Furukawa said, "We need continuous growth. We must keep releases. We we must keep releasing new software. That includes DLCs and other content for big titles that are already out." Furukawa's mention of big titles would seemingly point to the likes of games. For the um, to the likes of these games, only Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe have reached the 10 million copies sold milestone on Switch so far. So, I don't know about you. I loved Breath I, of the Wild. I kind of want them to do a new Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Breath of the Wild. I like to see them do a new Zelda. Um, because Breath of the Wild was great. I would like them to do Breath of the Wild, but give me more of a story. Um, maybe some more unique dungeons as DLC uh, or is a whole new game. It's a whole new game. I think I like to see to DLC ma- for Odyssey. You want him to Majora's mask it and just use the same game world. I think so. Yeah. I think you could do that and maybe, uh, add some kind of dungeon thing. I don't know. Um, or you could use a different world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I like breath of the wild, but I definitely, I think they should maybe, I, I'm, I like what they did. But I think they should kind of maybe go back to a little bit of the Zelda of old where there's um, just a little more variety in bosses, uh, variety in like big dungeons, variety, yeah, variety of um, enemies, mm-hmm. a little bit more of a story, uh, just stuff like that. Because, you know, I, that's and, and it's not a complete. That's what I just like in Zelda. A mm-hmm. little bit more variety that way. I really like what they did with uh Breath of the Wild and I think it was a needed change uh 100%, but I you know, that was like my game of the year that year or I guess last year. But I don't know, I kind of want to see him maybe I know I know they will do another Zelda, but I just don't know what else they could do DLC-wise in in this game. I'm not sure, but I would love it because I Man, that is like the game when I pick up my Switch, I just want to open and jump Oh, sure, into. yeah, 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 I um, hear you. I would love a new Zelda. I think it'd be like a six-year turnaround unless yeah. they Majora's masked it. So, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I would love I would love more DLC for stuff like uh, Mario Kart 8. Yeah. I still play Mario Kart 8 pretty often. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd be a smart Odyssey, one. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love more kingdoms. Yeah, more kingdoms Our would next, be great. 
Yeah. I, I, I love yeah, like I, Luigi in the game. Maybe do yeah, like he a, does the balloon challenges, but he he's not he's not playable. Yeah, I would like playable Luigi, uh, mainly be... because I was when I was a, a lad back. I'm an old man, Grant, and when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, Super Mario 64 was the big Mario game. I'm like, oh, what year was that? 1995. So I was like seven or eight, mm-hmm. and there was always rumors about Luigi and Mario. And there would be so many, I, I remember specifically like, man, cause that was like very early internet. So yeah. you didn't know where the hell you're looking and there would just be fan sites that say they know how to get Mario and same thing with Pokemon, like Poke gods and stuff like that. And so I remember me and my buddy, Barry who's my next door neighbor. We went over to my, uh, best friend, then, uh, Austin's house. Um, and he was Austin works for like Amazon as a, as a programmer for their website. He's a genius. Like he is a brilliant guy and he's kind of who got me into video games, but he was only a year older than me, but I thought he was like 10 years older than me. Like he was just a smart guy. He was also kind of, you know, like a big brother kind of bully in the way, like, Mm -hmm. like not malicious, but like a big brother would be, you know? Um, and so, like, he t- he was telling me and Barry and it, with his other older friends, like a year older, but when you're that age, a year older seems like 20 years older. Um, <laughs> but he's, like, telling us, like, this intricate, like, just this, it was all bullshit, but he's, like, you, you can't, like, you, you know, you have to get the, to- you have to get the bunny and you have to, uh, you know, beat all these levels and then you have to talk to the bunny again, talk to Toad, you have to beat Bowser, at the- just, like, this whole just run around of things to do and you couldn't die and me and my friend like spent all weekend trying to do this to get luigi even though it was all bullshit <laughs> but man it was i was like I, I was convinced luigi was in that game and uh and so i would love luigi and mario odyssey that make me but, happy and you said that yeah. happened in 1995 Oh, uh, whenever, whenever the the game, came, I think it was like 1997, 1998, mm. probably. Yeah. I was going to say 95, 10. the year I was born. So. Oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I think it was 98. I don't think it was 95, but gotcha. it was whenever, you know, the game was been out for a while. So speaking of Mario. Yeah. That takes us into our next news story. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate gets big Nintendo Direct this week. Yeah, it just kind of came up today. Yeah, this one comes to us from GameStop by Steve Watts. And a truncated version of the article reads, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is likely to be the last AAA game release of the year, thanks to a December release. But there's still still plenty we don't know. The full roster, the mysterious final mode, the mystery of Waluigi's absence, etc. At least some of those questions may be answered this week with a new Nintendo Direct evolving... Uh, revolving around the game it will take place thursday november 1st at 7 a.m pacific time 10 a.m eastern time so it'll be early yeah yeah wake up drink some coffee watching mm-hmm. nintendo direct mm-hmm. i might stay up for so yeah we were uh we were supposed to do our podcast tomorrow mm-hmm. but now we're probably gonna move it to thursday that's also Halloween, isn't it? Wednesday. Oh, you know, Thursday's not Halloween. That's November Tomorrow's 1st. Halloween. Tomorrow's Halloween. I didn't know until about an hour ago. Yeah, man. It. I hate it not being on a weekend because it just feels like another day. Yeah. You know, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I know there's a lot of rumors about who they're going to reveal. Uh, I'd like a kind of subspace embassy mode. You know, that'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. And I don't know, you know, if they're going to. I don't know what they're going to do for the single player. I know there's like someone found it was called like spirit mode or something like that. Um, I'm interested in the the final few characters though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I am pumped. I love Nintendo directs. They mm-hmm. are super fun. They get me excited every time. Almost. Some of them are better than others. Uh, especially the smash directs are, are super fun. The character yeah. reveals Simon Belmont. That was a great direct. Um, I'm gonna love watching. When well, they just kill Luigi, uh, they just Murder destroy him. Luigi. Which again, it, we're about to get into it. But the amount of conspiracy theories online around Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. is 
don't dig, don't Google it. Don't dig into it. The listener at home, don't don't unlock your phone. Or don't do go it. to Google. Do don't it. Don't go to Reddit. Don't fall down a rabbit hole of Smash Brothers uh, conspiracy stuff because you'll lose you'll lose a night of sleep to it or a tin like I have. So run it down for me because I I kind of know I know that there was like a leaked Snapchat where there was a bunch of uh, characters revealed. I know there's something about the Grinch. Yes, and that's so, kind of the extent of it. So there's several conspiracies. The 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 first is that, as you mentioned, spirit mode. In one of the earlier directs, they had part of the screen blurred out, mm-hmm. which is presumably where they would have their kind of subspace emissary type mode. Yeah, and when people unblurred it, it appeared to say spirit mode. Now we've seen a lot of characters die in these reveal trailers. Oh, <gasps> so people think that maybe you are because they die in places that so like mario dies in metroid's world mm-hmm. and um like in the metroid universe and in, in uh, samus's world um luigi dies in dracula's castle so people are saying that maybe in the game you're going to like take control of simon belmont and have to get luigi's soul back i would love stuff like that that yeah. pumps me up um but the most recent kind of, and this is like a legit conspiracy, uh, comes to us from the internet, and it's 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 kind of been dubbed the internet. the Grinch, the Grinch conspiracy. Yeah. Internet.com, my favorite website. Mm-hmm. So to run it down fairly quickly, um, and I'm gonna try and keep it spoiler free. Um, if you don't want to know any of the spoilers, I'd say skip. You think we'll be done? I think we'll probably be done with this in the next three minutes, four yeah, minutes. Yeah, just put it in the description, you know? Yeah. Uh, so skip a little bit. But basically, and I, I really will try and try and leave some of these out, but it's all based on the... You've I, if, if you've watched the directs, if you've followed this game, you have you know the big mural of every character yeah. in the game. Really beautiful art and how whenever a new character is added, they add them to the mural. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. So this all comes to us thanks to a Snapchat of a French man that works at a marketing company. And it is a Snapchat of this mural, presumably with all characters now added to it. Uh, he sent the Snapchat to his friends, a short video with the text reading F Nintendo LOL. It's a good thing a- to say about the company you're working with, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah he's... I. Later on down the road, I doubt he's employed. Uh, no, no. When you say F your company or another company, yeah, you're probably not going to be working there anymore. Yeah. So the short video depicts an updated mural in the form. Oh, sorry, my dogs are going nuts downstairs. Oh, it's the mailman. Disrespectful. It's awful. I think they're trying to. Ki- I think they're that? trying to kill the mailman. They should for doing from that. the sound of it. From the sound of it, he's. Oh my, god. oh my god! <laughs> so uh, the short video depicts an updated mural in the form of a convention bracelet and a large hanging banner with mm-hmm. several new characters visible. Also visible, and this will come into play later, also visible in the upper part of the picture is a partially exposed picture for the upcoming animated film The Grinch. Huh. So, are you excited for the Grinch? No, dude, not even slightly. I love, I love the uh, the old cartoon. Love the cartoon. See- Jim Carrey movie's good. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. That's a, <laughs> it's an okay Christmas movie. A uh, cup of tea, man. Go. For I can't it. wait to see this movie and see how many pieces of product placement are gonna be in there. Feels like it's gonna be a lot. I and I bet how you. Many- minions are going to be in it can we can we make a bet on this podcast yeah i bet you uh ten dollars okay that you're gonna see the grinch play Fortnite, and it's gonna be him and he's gonna have his little headphones on and he's gonna be all slumped down like like with that grinch face and the dog max is gonna have headphones on too and with the controller and they're gonna be playing Fortnite. i guarantee you that's gonna be a scene. that is so specific or it's gonna be an equivalent to that Fortnite. Is... It, that is so insanely specific that mm-hmm. I feel... It's going to be a montage if, of his day. 
<laughs> he's going to be doing that. I feel like you have some insider information. I, I don't. I just see that image in my head. I'm like, yeah, of course they're going to put that in the movie. Because why bet. wouldn't they? I'll make that bet right now. <laughs> okay, $10 on that bet. All right. All right they're going to be playing Fortnite we'll or something you. like Fortnite in that game. See, right. now this is where we can get into big trouble. Right, is something right. Like for- well, uh, right, because I'm thinking they could just be playing a video game, yeah. you know. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Okay. So, so to recap, guy Snapchat's sorry. his friends. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, friends screenshot it. It's uh-huh. a picture of the Nintendo Smash Bros. mural with new characters added. F Nintendo, and in the top corner is the Grinch. So people, and his name is blacked out at the top on the uh-huh. Snap screen. So they basically, they didn't black it out well enough. They find out who this guy is. They check his LinkedIn. And uh, the comp- he, you know, the company he's working at isn't the one that's representing Bandai Namco in France. Mm-hmm. However, that was in that that LinkedIn was not up to date. So they found the actual company he worked for. Now this company is a marketing company in France that is both working with Bandai Namco and rep- and marketing the Grinch. Hmm. So this adds some validity to it. Right. So and and this has divided the online Smash community into real and fake. So mm-hmm. things get even crazier. Um, that looks pretty, pretty crazy. So then we go through and um, the large contingent of people that think this is fake have insider information that a particular character is going to be in Smash, and he's not in this leak. Right now, who's that character again? Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to okay. say because I don't want to spoil it. But because I, I heard it on the kind of funny, and I had no clue who that character is. He's not. He's not a super well known character. Okay. Um, but they say that he will be playable okay. in the game, uh, according to insider information, and he's not in this leak. Uh, the people that believe in this leak think that he could be DLC. Okay. So then we go through, and um, essentially there are I think it's six characters left to reveal. And they do about five per direct so mm-hmm. far. So there's another Smash direct coming. People predict that five of the characters will be revealed there. And this is where the spoilers come in. So skip ahead, you know, a minute if you don't want to hear this. One of the characters in the leak is Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. And it's predicted that Banjo-Kazooie will be revealed at the Xbox yeah. conference they're having in Mexico City. So this is pretty interesting stuff. Um I I don't know. Um, when you look at the actual mural, uh, there's oh, there's so many aspects to it. People have gone. Is in the and mural changed up? Is it like new yeah, art? So okay. Originally, people looked at the the empty spaces in the mural, right? And this is hard to talk about if you don't have visuals or don't know what it looks like. But essentially, it's a big mural. All the characters on it. And every time they added, they announced a new character, they add it to the mural. Now, people originally thought that if there was a space in the mural, it would be filled by a character, but that's not the case. Right. What happens is the the mural rearranges to fit the new character in. So this mural is rearranged. Um, and a, yeah, a whole that would be a tough to Photoshop job. Yeah. Another another layer to this is that. Um, there is a whenever the last Smash Direct got um, the last Smash Direct got postponed because of an earthquake in Japan. Right. And essentially, what people are saying is that uh, the Nintendo said that it was it was uh, late because they had to edit it for content. Mm-hmm. So people essentially believe that they took a character out of the game they were going to announce a character and they decided they were going to wait to announce this character now this character who i will not name again because i really just don't want to spoil his um his main move set involves earthquake as a move right so people think that when the Japanese earthquake happened that was pretty devastating and killed people, they edited their direct and decided to to announce a different character instead of this other character right? Uh, who uses earthquake as a move. Um, it's like supposedly when PlayStation didn't 
do a Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer because they're the, the shooting that happened at that club. Mm-hmm. Even though I think that's, I don't know if I believe that totally. It's crazy, and it's a conspiracy theory, yeah. and I've read way too much about it, but I think it's fascinating, and I think as soon yeah. as this this direct drops on Thursday, we'll see if it's true or not, if it holds any water, or if it's just complete garbage. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I'm going to be tuning in, of course, at, let's see, it's 7 a.m. Pacific time, so that makes it, what, 8, nine. 8 a.m., 8, 9? Yeah, right? Or, yeah. Man, I'll be that's... eight or nine. I'll be pouring myself a cup of coffee, sitting on the couch, excited. That'll be like really late for me. I might have to go to sleep. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so our yeah. next news story. But yeah, no, and... that's that's all fun. I like conspiracy theories. Oh, it's yeah. It's, uh, it can be fun stuff. It's oh, just yeah. fun to read about them. Sure. So our next story, and I want to know how you feel about this one. Sony announces PlayStation Classic game lineup, and this comes to us from GamesIndustry.biz by Rebecca Valentine. The article reads, Sony has announced the 20-game lineup for its upcoming plug-and-play console, the PlayStation Classic, which includes games such as Final Fantasy, Grand Theft Auto, Rayman, and Metal Gear Solid. Mm -hmm. The PS1 Classic, Sony's answers to Nintendo's successful NES and SNES Classic systems, will launch on December 3rd of this year, corresponding to the original PlayStation's 1994 release date and will come with an HDMI cable, a USB cable, and two controllers. It will cost $99.99. The following 20 games will be preloaded on the system. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Battle Arena Toshinden, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy VII, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube. That's the um, top-down Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. Hmm. How do you feel about that list? So I'm not a PlayStation 1 guy. Um, never had a PlayStation 1. I was always a Nintendo kid. And uh, I played like Spyro and Crash at friends' houses. Um, I mean, Mel, you're solid on another console is cool. Final Fantasy 7 I have on P. I I mean, you can get that anywhere. It's coming to Switch. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, it's just it's uh it's not really. I don't. If I wanted to get new, I mean, there's no new no Crash or Spyro, but they're doing the the remasters, Resident Evil. Like I have the uh you know remake director, you know the remake on PS4. Yeah. I just it just doesn't do anything for me. Just my opinion. I heard Wild Arms is really good. Um, Twisted Metal. Like you know, I've not played that. Uh. I, but none of this is at all nostalgic for me or it just, yeah. I mean, it's not for me at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you are. I don't know if you grew up with PlayStation, but I just, yeah, I was never a PlayStation kid. Um, so I've, I've heard a lot of uh, people criticizing the list. Um, not really psyched about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people saying that that they that they don't have the what they would consider PlayStation classics on the console. Uh-huh. Um, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Sympathy of the Night. Yeah. Um, which I would agree with. Uh, I think that... They're doing the uh, remasters or whatever with all those, though. That's, yeah, I think, those, are, those are all... The remakes and remasters, uh, and I've heard other people echo this, really cannibalized this console. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also argue those are for different audiences because, you yeah. know, like, I mean, a hundred dollars, I don't know. I mean, it's a bit still it's pricey, but you don't, you know, I think the, especially the NES, I think mm-hmm. uh, was for like, hey, I used to play games when I was five or 10 and I'm going to buy this for my son or daughter, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to play this because I remember these old games. I think that that's what these are for. Yeah. Uh, though, I mean, I know a lot of people like that who got a PlayStation 4 for Crash. Like, I know yeah. a guy specifically who was like, oh, I'm getting it for Crash. 
Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, I don't know who who this. I think this is for yeah, like people going to. Oh yeah, I remember this. I'm going to buy this. I remember this when I was a kid. Uh, I think though those. I think like the SNES. Those games hold up really well. I don't know how a lot of these games are going to hold up. Yeah, that's the thing. These are all early polygonal and early three yeah. D. Um, I think that as someone who was late to the part. I mean. You know, most of my childhood was was PS2 mm-hmm. and original Xbox. Sure, yeah. GameCube. Um, you know, Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank, mm-hmm. stuff like that. As someone that is that has heard about these games, you know, or played uh, later iterations, this mm-hmm. is exciting in terms of like, you know, I've played Persona 5. I'd love to play the original Persona. Sure, yeah. I've played Metal Gear Solids, and I'd love to go back and play the first one, you know, uh... Same with stuff like Tekken. Uh, Wild Arms is a great RPG. I did play a, a lot of that um, as a PS1 classic on mm-hmm. my Vita. Uh, but, you know, I think I think that the problem with a lot of these are that... And I like the list, personally. I think there are some weird ones on there, cool borders. Yeah, my, that my should have been a Tony Hawk game. Right. Yeah, I, I'm just... I'm coming from a guy who has really... Except for, like, Metal Gear Solid... Um, I don't, and Resident Evil, I really don't have much a connection with a lot of these. I mean, I'd love to play Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII. I'd like to play, you know, I think some of the, like, I'd like to see some of these games, but I, for $100, I don't think so. Yeah, this is something I would play. My problem is I would, and this is going to make me sound like such a, I don't even know, I don't even know what this is going to make me sound like. This is going to make me sound like a goofball, but <laughs> I've gone back and played old games. I've gone back, back oh, and, no, and yeah. really hit the, the, S, the NES and the SNES hard. Sure. I just don't think something like a siphon filter with its with its early mm-hmm. um, tanky controls and non-fluid movement is going to be fun to go back to. No, I'm with you. Um it was kind of like I remember playing the original Metal Gear Solid, and that was very tough to go back to. Yeah, you know, see, um, and yeah, Metal Gear even controls better than I think oh, yeah. Siphon Filter. And I've played because I've I've gone back and briefly touched some of the Siphon Filter mm-hmm. games. And uh, Resident Evil, I think, is going to be like that for a that, lot of people. Yeah, they're going to want to jump in. They're going to they're going to hop in there and realize that it's a fixed camera because yeah. they played Resident Evil Four. They just don't. I mean, I think it's going to be. It's super cool in theory. I was super pumped for it. Yeah. I am still super pumped for it. I don't know if I'll pick one up at launch. Uh, if I if I happened into one, it would be fun. But I think mm-hmm. most of the time, I get excited about classic games because I've heard so much about them. Then I touch them. I realize that they're they're old and clunky, and then I play something a little bit more modern. Have you played any of the N sixty four classic games at all? Uh, yes, I've played, um, you know, banjo, some stuff like that. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've done on N64 anytime recently has been racing related. Okay. You not played Mario 64 or Ocarina of Time? I I played, I played, I played both of those on the DS. Okay. Yeah. And the 3DS, uh, with their remakes, which I thought were both really well done. Um, I played Diddy Kong Racing on the on the 3d i'm on the original ds mm-hmm. and i i i and i have that for the n64 as well but really i i just play golden eye which is tough to go back to that is and very and that's what i was thinking of when you were talking about kind of going back like you hear so many people talk about how golden eye is the best game ever made and those are people who don't really play games anymore and i'm not trying to say that as a, an elitist thing it's just yeah i mean it's it's if you remember only things from your childhood, they're going to be a lot better than they actually are. Like go back and play Goldeneye. It is hard to play, just because it's yeah, it's no, there's it's, no um yeah. Well, just that just its control scheme is is antiquated mm-hmm. and weird. Like yes. the last big game to use a Goldeneye type control scheme, I think was Metroid like was like the Metroid Prime. Yeah, Metroid Prime was like that. There was no Wait. um yeah. Yeah, time there was no Metroid uh, yeah. Prime in like two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, mm-hmm. and uh. You know, it's 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 interesting stuff. I, I'm excited to see how this sells. Sure. Um, as oh gosh, it's just this makes me sound like such a youngin, but like, <laughs> you know, uh, the eventual maybe PS2 classic. That's that's getting into games that I think control schemes would really hold up, and that's something yeah. you know, you get some Jack and Daxter in there. But I'd I'd be excited if if I got this, if I got my hands on this, or if it was if it was on sale for half its price and I picked it up. Uh, 
you know, I'd want to put some time into Persona and and Resident Evil, Siphon Filter, maybe Mm -hmm. Wild Arms. So, well, all right. Our next news story comes to us from IGN by Stephen Petit. And uh, this one, I hope he's a big old fat person. (laughs) Be uh, be poetic. Yes. Battlefield Five won't include microtransactions at launch. Okay, I forget Battlefield Five is even coming out this year. Yeah, no, that game. Well, we'll that and you know what? Other games coming out this year. Name a game coming out this year. That's a weird question. Um, uh, Just Cause Five is coming out this year. Gosh, is it really? I know. Yeah, coming out in like November. See, I'm not in that. It's is it is this one Xbox exclusive as well? No, it's not. But I'm not into it really at all. Right, were any of those Xbox exclusives, or or am I misremembering that? No, I don't. No, they weren't. I think I'm confusing that with Dead Rising. Yeah, I think yeah, Dead Rising's Xbox. But yeah, it's um man, there's a lot of games coming out that I'm like, oh yeah, that's coming out still this year. Uh, Yeah, like Battlefield. Man, I forgot that was even coming. Yeah. So the article reads: Battlefield won't include microtransactions at launch. EA Dice is announced. Microtransactions will be added post-launch using a paid in-game currency called Battlefield Currency. But Dice mm-hmm. promises they will only be using they will only be used for cosmetic items. We want players to get hands-on experience with their company, the name for players' collection of items. The progression system and earning company coin before introducing premium currency, Dice said. Balanced rock-paper-scissors gameplay has always been the foundation of the Battlefield series, and our belief is that real-world money should not enable pay-to-win or pay-for-win or pay-for-power. Company coin, the in-game currency you earn solely through play, can be spent on weapons and vehicle upgrades as well as cosmetic items like weapon skins. Battlefield currency acquired with real money only gives access to specific cosmetic items for your company. We already know that Battlefield 5 would drop the series' usual premium pass, so EA Dice appears to be going all-in on keeping the playing field level both at launch and beyond with its content model. How do you feel about this? Yeah, they're, you know, trying to not repeat what they did with uh, Battlefront. Yeah, this is trying to, yeah. to the max right yeah. here. Uh. And Battlefield Five already in trouble, somehow. Um, pre-orders are like non-existent for this oh, game. Oh yeah, I believe that. Uh, people are basically projecting that it's going to bomb. Uh, not so much even based on quality yet, but just based on I don't know. It's something that Colin Colin Moriarty of Colin's Last Stand talks about a lot, where he says like all these games want a games as service mm-hmm. all these companies want their games as service games, yeah. but somebody has to lose because you can't a gamer can't have five games that they put 500 hours into. right they're gonna pick one and stick to it whether mm-hmm. it be the division whether it be fortnite whether it be call of duty uh, black ops 4 and somebody's got to lose and in this specific case i think it's battlefield 5 um i think that i don't know why battlefield 5 uh is the loser in this. I think part of it is that their battle Royale, uh, mode won't be available at launch. They've announced. Um, I just haven't heard much about it. Well, battlefield one did really well. Battlefield five, I think, uh, takes it to world war two. Um, it doesn't look particularly compelling to me. Um, I wonder personally if battle battlefront two had anything to do with it. Maybe it soured. I mean, that uh, was such a cluster that yeah. it just, I mean, everybody's, everybody was pissed about that. Um, yeah, it's interesting, but I mean, I like the, I like the direction they're headed. I like that there won't be premium stuff at launch and I like yeah. that the premium stuff won't premium, premium purchases are separate from their, you know, whatever company coin, uh, where if you buy if you buy premium currency, you can only buy skins with it. You can't buy weapons and upgrades. Um, like the uh, almost like the Overwatch kind of method. Overwatch, Fortnite, yeah, uh, those people do it well. Um, I'm still not particularly a fan. I understand it, but um, you know, um, interesting stuff. So now, 
Really quickly, before we wrap our show, we're going to enter into a new segment that I'm starting called Grant's Business-Oriented Corner of Sales Data and Quarterly Earnings Report dot edu. Dot gov. Dot org. Dot, dot gov org. And this is just a quick, uh, just a quick little, I'm going to keep it under two minute segment where I just get to shout sales reports and Great. quarterly earnings and stuff at you and the audience. Shout them at me. Keep you informed, and I'll go through it very, very, very quickly. Did we so do um, last week? Did we do uh, sales for um, like MDA or whatever? Yeah, MDA for uh, last month. I don't think we did. Okay. Are do you have that with you? Right now, I'm doing. I don't think so. No, okay. that's not in my list. Okay. So our first one comes to us. GameIndustry.biz. Okay. Spider-Man drives 65% increase in games profit for Sony. Damn. Software sales were behind a strong fiscal quarter two, Sony says, even as PS4 hardware, hardware sales continue to fall. Essentially, what the article says is that Sony Interactive Entertainment earned $550.1 billion yen, which is equivalent to $4.88 billion in revenue, up 27% over the prior year. Operating profit for the quarter was $803 million, up 65% year-on-year. Sales of the PS4 were actually down, slipping from 4.2 million units in quarter two last year to 3.9. However, the division's real strength was in software, with unit sales rising year on year from 69.7 million to 75.1 million with 28% of those games digital downloads. Interesting stuff. Uh, essentially, a huge factor in the success was Spider-Man, which hit 3.3 million units sold just three days after it launched in September. Overall, software revenues increased 56% of the amount of digital games and add-on content. Interesting stuff. I knew Spider Man was a hit. Sixty five percent is big. And I think I don't have it in front of me, but sort of the NDA, NDA was talking about that. It's uh I want to say it's like their best selling Spider Man game ever. It's mm-hmm. um it's the best it's the second best selling game this year behind God uh, behind uh um Far Cry five, which hey, that came out this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh that and Sea of Thieves came out this year. Uh, Far Cry Five was number one. God of War, uh, Spider Man number two, and God of War number three. Uh, which is, I mean, both of those games came out in February, mm-hmm. <laughs> in March or whatever, and and Spider Man just came out, which is impressive. Uh, I think. Um, do you have? I, I don't want to. If you already have the the Red Dead stuff, I don't want to. Uh, I do have the Red okay. Dead stuff. That's coming but, uh, up. So. Yeah, let's yeah, I'll, let's keep going. I have another comment, but it'll all relate to everything. So I was just gonna say, as you heard in the last uh, little piece of information, mm-hmm. PS4 sales are down. However, that's really not stopping the PS4 train from barreling forward into the upper stratosphere of console sales, mm-hmm. because PS4 surpasses 85 million units sold, and Sony has, as a result of this, increased its sales projections. Mm-hmm. Sony has revealed, and this comes to us from IGN by Jonathan Dornbush, Sony has revealed that the PlayStation 4 and PS4 Pro have combined sold 86.1 million units as of the end of the company's last fiscal quarter. They're combining That's, the Pro with the PS4 now? They're combining the Pro, yeah, because it's, a, it's, a, it's still a PS4, it's okay. just a separate SKU. Um, that's pretty crazy, especially considering that the that the PS2 uh, lifetime sold uh, 155 million. People hmm. are talking about whether the PS4 lifetime will be able to sell 155 million. I don't know. Keep in mind that the PS2 was in production for a long time in yeah. countries like Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were still producing, regularly producing annualized franchise games for the ps2 as late as 2014 like mm-hmm. mlb the show and things like that you know yeah. call of duty games so you know if, if the ps4 has a tail like the ps2 it's certainly on track to come close to ps2 sales it's already if i'm not mistaken surpassed ps3 sales ps3 sold i think lifetime 83 point around 83.3 million units mm-hmm. 
and that's like over a what 10 year span almost so um yeah sales are looking good for the ps4 it's a it's a Hilarious that people thought that it was going to bomb based, yeah. uh, based on the PS3 generation. And uh, it's the end of consoles. People were just going to be playing on their phones. Flappy mm-hmm. Bird or... Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, the, the that, mobile yeah. revolution. Mm-hmm. And our last little bit in... Uh, I also think it's funny. I, I remember specifically my grandpa. When I was a little kid, I'm like, I want to play. I want to get in the video game industry. And my grandpa's like, it's a fad. You're wasting your time. <laughs> I don't know if it's a fad anymore. <laughs> show him, uh, show him my segment. Yeah, I'll show him the segment, pa- Grandpa. Yeah, show, say, hey, Grant's business-oriented corner of sales data and quarterly earnings report.edu.gov <laughs> has look, a lot to say. Look it up. In the contrary. <laughs> and our last bit of news: Red Dead Redemption Two achieves biggest opening weekend in entertainment history. Only mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Five put up bigger numbers overall. This comes to us from IGN, Gabe Gerwin. Red Dead Redemption 2 had the largest opening weekend of, for any entertainment product in history, managing to sell through seven... Wait, hold on. Hold on. It says ever in history, but then they say Grand Theft Auto sold more? So, sold more numbers overall. Oh, okay. But uh, hold yeah. on. I still don't understand. If Grand Theft Auto was the biggest, I, I guess I don't get it. What they're trying to say. I think they they sold through more copies of Grand Theft Auto maybe in launch window. Uh-huh. But this is just opening weekend. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh let's see. It they they sold through, so not shipped but sold. Uh they sold through 725 million dollars in copies in just over 3 days. Jeez. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? This article is weird. Yeah. It's actually the second highest grossing entertainment launch, although Rockstar... Okay, yeah, no. So it's the it's the first highest opening weekend, the second okay. highest opening launch. And I guess they're talking about like entertainment in general or something like... Yeah. Which is a so little, the- a little weird because games cost $60, a movie ticket costs $10, you know? I think if they're talking entertainment, I, I guess they're kind of talking about movie releases. Yeah, here we go. The discrepancy. So GTA Five technically sold through more copies on launch day. Okay. The discrepancy between biggest opening weekend and biggest overall launch comes down to the fact that the last GTA was released on a Tuesday. Oh, okay. So, so it's I had the biggest. A, yeah. Yeah, it's the biggest launch, but not the biggest weekend. Okay. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big numbers uh i'm not at all surprised no yeah and now it just comes down to whether uh red dead has a tail as long as gta 5 which is still on the top 10 mpd pretty much every week isn't that because a way to get the the easiest way to get like i don't know what they're called v bucks or something uh for uh grand theft or grand theft auto online is just to buy a new copy of the game or the deluxe edition. I heard that's why it sells so much. Really? Yeah, something like that. That's interesting because I've always wondered. I'm like, who doesn't have this game? Everyone yeah. on the planet Earth has to have this game by now. I think it's something like that. That's why it's still selling. Interesting. I wonder. So you have to buy a new copy? I guess you get like a code or something with a new copy. So like you buy a new copy and hey, here's... $60 credit for whatever currency. And then, yeah, that's like the cheaper way to get that currency. Because it's twenty nine ninety nine new. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. So if I bought it, for, if I went out and bought a new PS4 copy, not pre-owned, it would be twenty nine ninety nine. Right. So, man, sure, that's, sure. Uh, that's wild that's stuff. That's what I heard. That's what, that's what I heard is the reason why it still sells like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that adds a new. I would uh, love. Uh, I would love it to be on the Switch. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Please bring that to the Switch. Well, bring That's, everything yeah. to the Switch. Honestly. Everything. Bring everything on there. Get Get Red Dead Two <laughs> on the Switch. Oh God, man! It's there. There are parts where it's chugging on my PlayStation. Much less my, my Switch. Switch. Would my Switch would catch fire? Yeah, it would explode. catch fire. Yeah, it would explode. Well. 
I think that wraps up another episode of the Unbiased wow. Gamescast. All right. All right. I think it's cool, been a man. good one. Yeah, it's been a pretty good little one. Um, I guess next week is uh is Connor back or am I on board? I'm 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 up for whatever. You know. We will see. Okay. We will see. This may be the last time the audience ever hears from you. Oh no! Not because Connor will be back, but because I'm gonna hit you with my car. Oh jeez. Yeah. That's uh. Now save this. This is uh malicious <laughs> intent. This is used in a court of law. Uh, we can use this. We can Trey use this. Trey's coming to Trey's coming to downtown Fort Worth tonight. I, I am. hear that there are a lot of uh, crazy drivers. Oh yeah, you it's know, dangerous to cross the street here. It is. So if you never hear from Trey again, just know. know, just know it's all it's all Grant. Well, all right. It's been a good show. We will catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, everyone. Stop, you're gonna get in trouble.